Dear leaders, the Leaders Lounge brought to you by the World Class Training Institute is here for you. Leaders need support too, and this is where you'll find it. This podcast will give you the tools, tips, and strategies to help you lead your teams to success. Also, here you will find a soft place to land when your leadership journey feels overwhelming. We will help you to know that you are not alone in handling some of the challenges that you face. Finally, be sure to access worldclasstraining.net. That's worldclasstraining.net to view all of our leadership programs and make sure that you access our newest book, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Now, here's the show. To get into the conversation today, and I'm going to give you all a little background on why I'm talking about this subject. So, This weekend, I was at home on Saturday morning, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with the day, but I said to myself, well, let me just listen to LinkedIn. Now, that may sound strange to some, but LinkedIn is, uh, for people who do business-to-business sales, it's a great place to um, learn about what's going on in the business community and to learn things that can help and grow you professionally. And so uh, LinkedIn had a notification and the notification was related to a program that business, that Black Enterprise was having called the Disruptor Summit. And the person who was speaking was Pinky Cole, who is the um, owner of Slutty Vegan, which is a restaurant in based out of Atlanta that has just, become huge. Um, I think she has 11 locations now. She's only been around five years, but it's an amazing restaurant. And so they were interviewing Pinky Cole and it was this disruptor summit. I've been in business three and a half years. And I said, where is the summit going to be? And the summit was in Atlanta. I said to myself, you need to get there now. And I began to put myself together and I packed my bags. And I reserved a hotel room and I said, it was about 10 o'clock. I said, if I go ahead and get ready, I'll be out of here at 12. I'll be there by about five o'clock because I also wanted to speak to um, someone about perhaps speaking at one of the conferences. They also have another conference called Women of Power. And so I got there, went ahead, left, got there around five. Usually I'll go and, you know, change and everything. But something told me because they were having a happy hour in the evening Something told me, don't change. You need to get to their hotel right now. And I did that. And by me doing that, I was able to run into the exact person that I needed to speak to. If I had hesitated one way or another, I might have missed the opportunity that I needed. And so today I want to talk about this thing called the fierce urgency of now. And three reasons why we cannot wait and we shouldn't wait. We should not hesitate when an unction comes upon us to move our lives forward in a positive direction. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that thing called a missed opportunity. And I have to say, I got another confirmation this morning because a lady was asking me about whether or not I trained people how to speak. And I said to her, you know, you're the second person who's asked me to do that. And I said, I have to do it. And I told her, 
I said, um, I just was figuring out when I'm going to start. And she looked at me and she said, now. And so I said, you know what? I'm supposed to talk about this today. And so, yes, um, missed opportunities can come when we do not move forward in the direction that we are supposed to. And we have to understand that we may not, as they see, as they say, see the whole stairwell. We just have to, as um, Oprah Winfrey says, make the next right move. Because if we don't, we can miss everything. Going back to my opening and my, my situation with getting to Atlanta, if I had sat there and continued to think about, well, should I or shouldn't I? Can I get a hotel? How long is it going to take me? Am I going to have traffic? Should I change when I get there? I would have missed the opportunity to speak to the person who I needed to connect with. And after I connected with him, I said, you know what? The rest of this is gravy. If I meet some more people, good. If I don't, it's all good too. So the first thing that I want everyone to really tap into when you're thinking about this thing called the fierce urgency of now is that if you don't move immediately, you can miss a great opportunity. The second thing is the loss of momentum. So we can get started sometimes and then as we may face challenges or we face obstacles, we slow down. There is a danger in, I always say you can rest if you must, but don't quit. But when you have momentum, you want to activate more energy within the space of your momentum. The danger of slowing down when you are in a position of momentum is that you can run into, um, as they say, when you're on a track, somebody passing you up. So I used to run uh, sprints. And when you are running 100, a 200, even a 400, the one thing that you never want to do is look behind you because what happens when you look behind you you take your eye off the prize and in that particular example the prize is of course the finish line and in the moment that you it's almost like when you're driving down the street and you take your eyes off the road in that moment you can have an accident so you want to make sure that when you're operating in the fierce urgency of now that you continue to move in that space of momentum and don't slow down. Um, I don't want to be mean about it, but as they say, keep your foot on their neck. If, you, if you're moving forward, uh, keep your foot on their neck and keep it going. Uh, so that's the second thing. The first thing is that you do not want to miss opportunities that you can have because you are second guessing and you are doubting whether or not you should move forward. The second one, as I said, is that you may lose momentum if you do not activate yourself in the space of the fierce urgency of now. The third thing that I want to share with you is about this thing called timing. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Moving ourselves, moving ourselves back again to my initial example, 
if I had chosen to go and get dressed or if I had chosen to um, do something other than continue to move myself forward, that hundredth of a second between um, me meeting the person and having the conversation with the person who I needed to talk to and not might have been missed. And so the power of a hundredth of a second is the difference between gold and everyone else in a race. And back to my running metaphor, when you're thinking about the person who in the Olympics wins the gold and even can set a record, the difference between setting a record and not setting a record often comes down to the power of that hundredth of a second. And so as we are thinking about living our lives and making sure that we maximize every moment of our lives, we have to understand the significance of timing. Now, for a moment, I'm going to shift what I just said about timing in the space of moving forward to the understanding of timing in the space of patience. So while we've been talking about the fierce ur urgency of now and understanding that we need to move when the unction of the spirit tells us to move, we also have to understand the importance of patience when we are running our race. And so this is the other piece that I want to share with you as I um, as we transition through our conversation today. And if anyone wants to um, call in and share, you can. Our request, our, our phone line is 615-242-7760. That's 615-242-7760. If you want to share any time when you perhaps uh, moved in the way that you needed to move, and if you had not, it, you might have missed an opportunity or you may have slowed down when you shouldn't have. So that's the first piece. Now, as we transition and think about timing from kind of the, the, the counter side, uh, we want to think about patience as we are running our race. And this is one where I have to say, uh, I'm always growing in because I want it now. I don't want to wait. I'm not even the person who, when, when I call a phone, uh, a customer service line, and they say that you want to go to the chat. I don't want to go to the chat. I want to talk to somebody, and I need to do it now because I want to get whatever it is that I'm trying to take care of, taken care of in that moment. However, what I have learned in business is that patience is truly a virtue. And as we are building our professional selves, we have to recognize that while we're in the space of, hey, I want to get this done now here the way I want it, that on the other side, there's something called a system at play. And so part of that system, and I'm going to speak from my perspective as a business owner, from part of that system are um, comprises other things that may be going on with my uh, 
potential customers organization. Uh, there may be other things related to the timing of the year. For instance, I'm dealing with one customer uh, that has a new business year starting in July, so we can't do business until July 1. Um, there may be other things that are at play on their team that I have to consider. And so understanding that as we're running our race, we want to be steady, but we do have to exercise a high degree of patience. For those people who are working in a business environment, you may be an employee for someone and you may be thinking, you know what, I've been working here, I should be promoted, why are they overlooking me for this particular job? I'll say as someone who's also worked in the corporate space for years, you are always being interviewed even when you think you are not. So just because a potential promotion hasn't happened or a potential um, employer in another department hasn't called you to the space of interviewing or being able to uh, move into a new position, doesn't mean that you're not being considered. And I even heard um, one pastor say recently that we have to understand that conversations are happening in, about us often in rooms that we are not in. And so, again, back to this idea of thinking that, you know, no one said anything or I haven't gotten the answer that I wanted to get. Sometimes they're having conversations about bringing you in or they're having conversations about how you may work within the the fold of the organization when you're not in the room. So we always have to consider not only the idea of all of the things that we want, but also what else may be going on and that we are operating within the space of this thing called a system. So as we are um, really moving ourselves forward and leading our lives and leading our teams, if we are supervisors, please make sure to remember that it's not just about what we want in a moment. It's about, a, as I say, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. So I hope that has resonated with someone today as you are, um, again, remembering the fierce urgency of this thing called now, but also operating within the space of patience as you're running the race towards becoming greater and better. And I wanna also leave you all with one other piece of advice as, it's, um, as it relates to momentum and carrying ourselves forward in a, um, in a business setting. Relationships and your network matter. And when I think about network and relationships, and I'll even you know go back to this uh, mayoral race today, when I walked into the room and I saw some of the candidates walking around, some of them were more engaging than others. And when you are building your relationships and building your network, Again, you always have to be conscious of how you are being viewed. And it's not to say that you have to um, be inauthentic, but you want to let the light 
go on when you walk in a room. And um, it doesn't take you being someone who's um, overly pretentious, but it does take you being alert. So I want to also um, kind of guide you in that realm of ensuring that when you are building relationships, when you are showing up, that you are, number one, showing up alert, ready. Uh, I overheard one of the mayoral candidates, his, his name was misspelled, and kind of the way that he um, talked to the lady and told her about that was a little short. And so, again, not knowing who all is voting, he probably should consider his manner so that um, so that he can be seen in a light as somebody who is approachable. Because for me, I was like, mm, I don't know if he's going to be nice if he uh, takes over this, this role. So that's something that we have to pay attention to. And the other piece about the networking and about the building relationships, as we're building relationships, we want to um, not just build relationships so that we can get to a certain place or so that we can... Um, reach one particular objective. When I'm thinking about the relationships that I build and the people who um, I am able to form bonds with on a professional or a personal level, it comes down to that space of finding where are either the similarities that we have, where are the areas that I can support them or they can support me, or how do they uh, make my life more joyful or how can I make their lives more joyful? And so as we are thinking about our network, we should think about it from the standpoint of, I always say first seek to understand. So you wanna listen to the people with whom you are trying to form relationships and then seek to be understood. So then go to the place where you are finding the space where you can, again, either enjoy space in a personal realm because you all are um, friendly in that way or that you can support each other in a way um, to help move their dial forward or they can help you move yours forward. I'll say that at the base of all of that, though, needs to be authenticity. So you never want to go into a a relationship in an inauthentic way. So what does that look like? To me, when we lead with the what we can get, that's inauthentic. When we lead with um, what's this person going to do for me, that's inauthentic. And those two statements are similar in nature because they show up the same way. Um, and, and it can eventually cause the demise of a relationship. And we also have to understand that sometimes a relationship is better being left either in the past or not taking place. So um, I don't, I try not to just form a network or form a relationship because this person can do something for me or this person can move me in a certain direction because at the end of the day, it's not going to be organic in nature and it is not going to be sustaining. Uh, I'll even go to uh, Pastor Hill in his absence. He and I met on a, a track a few years ago and 
it was not at all about working together. It was not at all about um, what one of us could do for the other, but there was an authentic um, connection that we had that has led to us um, working together. Probably, it's probably been two or three years now since I first met him. Um, but again, it was never about what I could take from him or what he could take from me. It was about how um, the whole could be better than the sum of its parts. And so I hope, again, that what I have shared with you uh, in Pastor Hill's absence has been valuable to you. Remember, again, uh, primitive the Primitive Ephesian Baptist Church is where Pastor Hill presides as the uh, pastor. Um, and then also he does Capri Cares every morning, virtually every morning on Facebook. Uh, the three things that I want to leave with you related to the fierce urgency of now are missed opportunities, not doing anything can happen. Uh, you don't want to lose momentum or slow down. And you want to understand that timing is everything. The power of a hundredth of a second in a race, it can be the difference between gold and everyone else. And one more thing that I want to leave with you, if I can. So I have a book that is out. It's called Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership. So as someone who facilitates leadership and professional development, it is important that to me that leaders understand that they are in a role of service first. So agape leadership speaks to the idea of selfless, sacrificial care and concern for other people. And the seven languages um, speaks to the behaviors that are related to selfless, sacrificial leadership. And the reason that I named it languages instead of behaviors is because um, language is best demonstrated by action and by behavior. So the way that we can know that our leaders are demonstrating selfless, sacrificial care and concern for others is simply by how they behave. And so please pick up the book, Unpacking Agape, The Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Leaders Lounge. Remember that the World Class Training Institute exists to help your organization maximize its greatest resource, which is human capital. And the way that we do that is through the delivery of our leadership and professional development training programs. To help your organization be its best, please access our worldclasstraining.net website and schedule time to have a conversation to see how we can help you maximize your greatest asset, which is human capital. And also please feel free to pick up our book, which is Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. That's worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. And we can also come to your organization for any speaking engagements related to leadership and professional development. So until next time, remember, when you're better, we're better. Take care.